The doc is in, and there's no need to stay in the waiting room for this episode of Health 411. Join Dr. Jonathan Karp as we discuss topics from health insurance to personal diet and exercise to up-to-date conversations in the healthcare industry and more. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. Now, let's see what the diagnosis is for this week's episode of Health 411. 107.7 The Bronx, 107.7 TheBronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. We are recording from the remote Bronx studios at Rider University. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. The Health 411 program is presented by the Rebovis Institute for New Jersey Politics and the Rider University Health Studies Institute. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the politics of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand knowledge and perspective. Today, we're recording with Isaac Harris, our producer, and our guest, Dr. Nicole McGrath-Barnes. Dr. Nicole McGrath-Barnes is a dentist and founder and CEO of, kin of the Kinder Smile Foundation, um, which has a large presence throughout the state of New Jersey. Welcome, Dr. Nicole. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this and I'm extremely humble. <laughs> Don't be humble. We are excited to have you. Um, can you sure. tell us, um, and just start off, in a, in what is the Kinder Smile Foundation and what do you do here in New Jersey? Absolutely. So the Kinder Smile Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit dental organization. Our mission is to increase oral care access and oral care education for children ages 0 to 18, uh, special needs up to age 21, perinatal health and wellness uh, mothers, up to three years postpartum. And most recently we've expanded um, our Trenton Dental Home for adult population. So basically we want to assist the indigent population in eradicating the number one preventable disease and that is oral disease. So that is who we are. We have our corporate office based in Bloomfield, New Jersey along with our first dental home, uh, Brick and Mortar, uh, was built in 2016 in Bloomfield, New Jersey, partnered with the Boys and Girls Club of Newark on 1 Avon Avenue to expand and open up our first Newark satellite location. And just most recently, during this pandemic, we opened up our third dental home, Kinder Smile Community Oral Health Center Trenton, located at 101 North Broad Street, Trenton, New Jersey, right across the street from Mercer County Community College. So uh, this is where who we are. Um, and basically what we do, we provide a comprehensive, comprehensive dental services to children and adults uh, who are uninsured, underserved, underinsured, private, um, patients. Uh, we stress education, intervention, and prevention. Mm -hmm. We choose to be in the indigent population to increase the access uh, to oral care. Uh, and that is um, where we are. So I'll let you, it seems like you wanted to say something, Professor Carr. <laughs> 
Well, no, no, no. You're you're, you're touching on, on a lot of things, and um, you you gave us a very big overview. Um, uh, and it's so the focus is dental care as a as a community health organization. Um, but for people who are listening to the program, um, can you tell us a a little bit of, about your background because you come from the medical side. You're not coming at this from the public health side, at That's least right. initially. You're not coming at it from the business side or the political side That's of right. a community health organization. So how does somebody, uh, and we'll, we, you know, we have several segments to talk about this. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your background and how it led you in to community health? Perfect, okay, so I, um graduate from University of Maryland College of Dentistry, the first dental school to be built in the world, uh, class of 1991, so 30, 30 years in the profession, and pretty much all my life. I grew up a single parent uh, in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, was always involved in the community and always loved to give back. Um, when I graduated from University of Maryland Dental School, I got married, had kids, and uh, started my private practice, part-time private practice, but there was something missing. Um, and I couldn't put a, my, my finger on it, but after several months of pondering, I realized that it was that altruistic part of me that was missing. I was a mom, a, a dental provider, and, and a wife, but I was not given back to the community as I've been doing for so many decades previously. So I reached out to a local Head Start program and I asked if I could be the program dentist. Um, and they said, absolutely, what does that look like? And I said, <laughs> I'm every month and sit Indian style with the kids from ages three to six and talk to them about oral disease prevention, how to properly brush their teeth and so forth. So. I did that, and once I did that, that was the missing piece of the puzzle for me. I was now a happy dentist, a happy wife, a happy mother. I was giving back to my community. And uh, so I would do that once a month. And then several months in, I received a phone call from um, uh, my, um, my dental assistant on my day off saying that there was a little five-year-old girl, that we'll call her Z, uh, who was in the office and uh, they wanted to make an appointment to see me. So I said, hmm. So we checked and it was not a patient of record. And I realized that this five-year-old little girl, Z, was from what, the local Head Start. Uh, so I stopped what I was doing. I left and I went to the office because my home and my office were like literally five minutes away. And I said, well, it's a child. Absolutely, I'll be there. Always had a very strong affinity for children. And so I get to the office and little Z had an abscess in the lower right side of her mouth, the size of a gumball or like a literally a gumball. So the minute I saw that, she leaped into my arms, Dr. Nicole, Dr. Nicole, she is totally oblivious to the, what's going on with her health. Um, and you know, I feel this pit in my stomach because here I am leaving my son, five, almost five years old, just like Z. And, you know, both the same time said, I'm a mother of an African-American, here's this little Afro, something is, you know, not right here. So long story short, she had to get on some antibiotic regimens and, and uh, had to get that tooth extracted. That evening, I went home and I fell to my knees and I said, okay, God, you're talking to me. And that night, Kinder Smile Foundation was, was birthed. And uh, it was revealed that my purpose is to be that voice and that advocate to families and children in indigent populations and that was my journey since. And so I kind of um, 
developed the uh, specialty or subspecialty in the, the field of dentistry called community service dentistry. So I am proud, I am a proud community service dentist. Uh, so that's what spearheaded the, um, the, the, the commencement of Kinder Smile Foundation and its community programs. And for students who may be listening, one of the things that Dr. Nicole is describing is you can't always plan out exactly what your career is going to be. But if you have your antenna up for things that are going to be professionally and professionally rewarding and rewarding to your soul, you can have a great impact on others. Um, and it, and it's, it, it's an important thing um, to always have opportunities ahead of you. And again, for students, what does education give you? Education gives you opportunities to make your own decisions on what you want your career to look like. And Dr. Nicole is a great example of that and having an impact on the, on, in, on the population. So kudos to you, well done. Thank good you, exam thank Good you. example for our students. Um, one of the things that you've mentioned several times that I, I don't wanna make sure, because we're gonna be talking about dentistry and community health and um, you've used the words um, oral health. And so when we talk about a full package of oral health, we're talking more than just checking for cavities. Can you tell right. us what that is? Sure. Yeah. Oral health. I, I, it's truly to, to make sure everyone understands that oral health is the gateway to total health. If you think about it, you know, from chewing your food, uh, utilizing your teeth, you know, each of your teeth has a function and a purpose. Without your teeth, you're not speaking, you're not digesting your food to allow the enzymes to digest and break down, to allow the, 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 the food to you know, affect other organs in your body. So oral health is just not um, you know, being disease free, being care, you know, just being caries free. It's making sure that you, know, you have uh, a full complement of your, of your teeth. You know? A lot of times you hear, um, you know, particularly with parents, you know, if a child has a cavity in their baby teeth, oh, just take it off, take it out, just, just extract it. You know, their permanent teeth are going, to, the permanent tooth is gonna grow in. Um, that's educating someone on oral health. Although that may be true, yes, the permanent tooth is gonna grow in, but that child does need their primary teeth to, to enunciate, to speak, to chew, and to be a functioning, healthy human being. Um, you know, oral disease can be anywhere from a cavity to periodontal disease, um, in which periodontal disease affects the entire body. It can affect your heart. There's a direct correlation of diabetes to periodontal disease, uh, high cholesterol, hypertension. So everything is interrelated and it actually starts with the mouth. So speaking, enunciation, uh, a lot of times, you know, kids in indigent communities or poor communities get their primary teeth prematurely extracted. Guess what? Because of babies, bottles, carries. But guess what? Once those teeth are out, that child, when they're headed off to uh, kindergarten, now they have a speech impediment problem because their anterior teeth are needed to pronunciate and enunciate. The, the, the tongue is placed on the back of the front teeth so they can enunciate and pronunciate. Now they don't have that, now they're labeled speech impediment. So then it becomes this vicious cycle of all of these labels that occur in uh, the, 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 the you know, inner city communities or 
the, the low-income communities, and it, it's a cycle that's with them for life. So and, that you're and you're talking about an educational effort that starts um, with pregnant mothers to children to when they become adults themselves. You and we're it. gonna talk to you about those efforts after we take a break from some underwriting announcements. You're listening to Health 411 on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Rebovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 107.7 The Bronx. 1077 the Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom We are recording from the remote Bronx studios. Welcome back to Health 411. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp having a conversation today with Dr. Nicole McGrath Barnes, who goes by Dr. Nicole, who is a dentist, founder, and CEO of Kindersmile, a community health dentistry organization. At the end of the last segment, Dr. Nicole was talking about oral health um, as sort of a window to overall health um, and not just what's happening in your mouth, but as a sort of a window to what's happening in your physiology and the, the rest of your behavior. And that inspired Isaac. You said you had a, a question you wanted to ask Dr. Nicole. Um, yes, I did have a question for Dr. Nicole. And my, my, I guess my question is, uh, we talked about so far leading into uh, why is it important for oral health, for oral um, oral health, and in 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 those like in marginalized communities, and as you said, it starts with a cycle. So I wanted to ask, like, what's the most what's the most frequently asked question that you get when people when you go into the marginalized communities and they ask, why is it why why are you why is it important to take care of my teeth at a young age? So I know there's some I know there's some questions that is asked from parents that are like concerned that don't know too much about our concerns. So what's like, what are the, some of the most frequently asked questions that you get? Well, like we said, Isaac, and thank you for that question. Um, uh, why are my child's baby teeth so important? And um, if there's this, um, if, if there is this huge cavity, why can't I just leave that cavity and wait until the tooth falls out? Mm -hmm. so or you know, get that tooth taken out, or you, you know, why, why, why do I need to bring them in so frequently if they're going to get a new set of uh, teeth, permanent teeth? So number one, and number two is, um, what what truly is the importance of brushing and flossing my child's teeth at a young age? Like, why why do I have to do that? Once again if they are going to get these permanent teeth. So basically the question is always, why is it so important for me to bring my child in at a young age if, if they're gonna lose these teeth and we're gonna get permanent teeth? So right. that is the, 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 the most frequent, frequently asked question. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I figured I had, a, I had a feeling it would be, it would be a lot of the, cause a lot of those, cause a lot, you know, in, in those communities sometimes, and even with, even with my own family that are in those communities, they're like, you know, we don't really have to take care of our teeth. Do we like, you know, they just do like a little simple brush. So it's sometimes it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird conversation to have. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and then what I, what I found um, to be is that, 
you know, I never want to come across, um, you know, like the professional I am. And that I know that sounds weird because when you speak down to someone like you are superior, you completely lose them. And we're talking about families in the indigent communities. They see the color of my skin. I'm a dark brown skin woman. And the minute they see that, they say, well, you cannot relate to what I'm going through. And then when I start to un, uh, you know, share with them my journey prior to me becoming a health professional and speak to them like they're a human being, like we are having a conversation, then you disarm them and they are more receptive to your advice. And that's when the education comes in, the intervention and the prevention of the oral disease. So it's, um, you know, always have to be extremely culturally sensitive um, when, when we're speaking to even I say my own people, cause you never want to come across like you are better than because quite frankly, we are not. It's just our choices placed us where we are and, and we, we want to edify and encourage, um, everyone, regardless of who you are, the color of your skin and where you're coming from to right. be the best and to be most educated. Mm -hmm. As going on with your idea of education, I know Kinder Smile has several different um, sort of umbrellas of educational efforts that it does. Uh, can you tell us like what those are? Absolutely. So I always say our dental homes, which are our brick and mortar where we do all of our comprehensive dental services is literally the icing on the cake. Those are just icings on our multiple cakes. What the ingredient is, what the core ingredients are is our community programs. Um, we do have four community programs. Uh, we have our community oral, we have our oral um, health program in which we partner with other community organizations, uh, the Board of Health, the Board of Education, WIC Center, Homeless Center, um, Women's Shelter, Men's Shelter, uh, preschools, Head Starts, you name it, any program that's in the, or in the community that serves, service our same demographics, it is our goal to partner with them because we believe that increase in oral disease awareness comes from partnership. And so one of our community programs, the oral health program, we go out onto the premises of those facilities and we educate the population, the teachers, parents and caregivers on oral disease prevention. And we provide preventative and diagnostic services there on the premises. Why do we do that? Because we know that our parents cannot take off from work to bring their child in to see a dentist. And if they do, they're losing that whole day worth of pay. So we wanna meet them halfway and we go on to the premises. So that's our oral health program. Then we have another program, our perinatal health and wellness program. And this is for at-risk pregnant mothers uh, up to three years postpartum. They can sign up for our, our perinatal health and wellness program where we educate them for three and a half hours on oral disease prevention, recreational drug use, lead poisoning, um, you name it, a plethora of, of valuable information. And once they complete their educational aspect of the program, they have one year's worth of free dental services 
where they get comprehensive demo work. So the reason for that program is we want to empower these at-risk uninsured moms to become ambassadors in the community. And once they deliver their child, now mom and child, now they both have a dental home to go. Because remember, think about it, mothers always put their children first and they leave them, they neglect themselves. But you can't educate your child if you don't know, if you don't have that knowledge and to empower yourself. So we educate the mothers so that they can educate their children. So both mom and child are educated on oral disease prevention and now have a dental home. So they're not looking right, left or center. So we've caught them before they slip through the gap. And then one of my favorite programs is our community service learning program. And it is a program where we identify high school, college students and pre-professional students. Uh, we invite them to come um, and join our mentorship program uh, where they can shadow our dentists, our dental hygienists, dental assistants. They can work with our public health, uh, accumulate, you know, uh, um, getting data. They can work in human resources. We teach them a little bit about board governance and so forth. Um, and this program helps these high school and college students garner community service hours in while giving back to their community. Um, do yeah, you just mention we have had rider people. Yes, we do. I, when I first met Dr. Nicole, I did go by the, the, the new Trenton office, mm -hmm. and I was pleased to see one of the rider students there teaching a child, you know, how to brush um, her teeth. And I, I was, well, that was pretty cool. You know? Absolutely. And we've, we've gotten a since that since then. Yeah, we've gotten a couple since then. Good. And um, this particular program is so dear to my heart because when I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, uh, with a single parent mom who did her very best, I knew I watched my mother struggled with, you know, three, four kids. And I said, this is something that I did the route I don't want to take. So let me decide where I want to go. And so I was interested in um, dentistry and I had a mentor who mentored me. And that was the best thing that could have happened to me at that at when I was 15 years old. So in order for me to give back, I created this community program to extend it to those um, who are similar to-, to And that's important. Um, and you're, you're, you're saying it in a very friendly way, but in a, in a formal way, it's, it's networking. It's, and That's we talk true. to students all the time about the importance of developing, you know, friendly and professional networks. Because um, you never know what career help, what career path, what kind of opportunities that might open for you. Yeah, 100%. And how important that is. Very, very important. Very important. And to, to teach the students about networking. Absolutely. So yes. what we're going to do is, this is a good place for a pause. We're going to take a break from Health 411 for some underwriting announcements. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. And we'll be right back. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 107.7 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronxcom We are recording from the remote Bronx studios. 
Um, you're listening to Health 411. We are having a conversation today with Dr. Nicole McGrath Barnes. Dr. Nicole is the founder and CEO of Kinder Smile, um, which is a community health dental organization. But they do a lot more than just dental work at this organ at this at this organization. They do a lot of community outreach um, for people, for families, for uh, women with children, I guess dads with children too. I want to make sure we absolutely yes. that, that they're involved. And it's all built around oral health, which is why I asked earlier about oral health. Um, and there's a lot of things that, that reasons why oral health is important because it's sort of a look into your entire body. What's happening in the mouth biomedically over the years is not just your mouth. It's heart disease, diabetes, bone disease, a lot of different things that Dr. Nicole mentioned. And there's a lot of things associated with that, but, but there are some controversies that are out there. Um, how do you talk to people when you're educating them about something like uh, fluoride? Mm -hmm. Which is, oh. you know, there are some controversies about putting fluoride into the water, fluoride supplements. Yep. So I'll let you, let you run with that. So, you know, I am a big fluoride proponent. I, I, I think it's, it's um, you know, being a, a, a health professional, a scientist, um, I think that there is a need to add fluoride into the water, especially we're talking about rural areas and indigent areas where there's lack of access to care. So if there's a lack of access to care, we need to do whatever it takes to help the families, um, and then eventually to help taxpayers, so to speak. So um, fluoride is a natural occurring ion. And um, I know uh, parents who are uh, quote unquote health fanatics say, no, I don't want fluoride and so forth and so on. Uh, I don't push, I, I ex express and I educate what I know and what I feel but I definitely do not push families into doing something that they feel uncomfortable about. I will either provide them with literature or encourage them to read reputable literature on their own to make that um, final decision. Um, but uh, um, my children all grew up on fluoride vitamins um, and, um, and I stress that. And uh, I am very grateful today that all four of them have you know a great set of teeth, and not because they just came every six months. Be, you know they were still like the 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 the, the shoemakers' kids. You know the the, the, the with yeah, the, holes in their shoes. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You know, no, they didn't go every six months. And I'm I'm I always like to be very honest and transparent because transparent because I am real. But they they came to get their checkups, but not on that regular you know basis. Uh, but we did stress the fluoride, and uh, they they all are doing doing quite well. So, you're, so you're you're a believer in it, and I am a believer. I, 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 I bring it up because I there is an effort. It's one of yep. those sort of subcultural things that's sort of the anti um, fluoride movement. So I was curious. Why, why do you guys think there? Why do you guys think there's such a growing number of the anti fluoride movement? Because to be honest, I've actually didn't realize that this was like that was actually going on because. I've always used fluoride and yeah. and I've always used fluoride up until recently just just because like oh well I, I take care of my teeth for the most part I don't, I don't need fluoride after every checkup but mm -hmm. so every now and then it, I mix it up so I was just curious like why is there like a growing sentiment against it 
it's it's like there's a growing you know population against vaccine you know it, it it's 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 a preference i mean fluoride when you're having you, you know during in in utero you, you, the the development of the oral cavity starts um budding of teeth and so forth and it's definitely helpful in the development it's developmental stages of the formation of the teeth absolutely um, once you have your full sense of, set of, you know, complement te teeth, then fluoride is not necessarily needed, so to speak. It's most important during the developmental stages. Um, that's just, unfortunately, how the world is. I mean, someone's going to say A, the other person's going to say B, <laughs> you know, and find a reason um, not to believe um, um, the, the the correct literature and so forth so yeah and right. i want to add to that there is a literature that shows i mean going back you know 50 years now that if they put fluoride in the water cavities go down mm -hmm. um, but there's also literature showing that high levels of fluoride much like orders of magnitude fluoresis mm -hmm. yeah, that can cause damage to bones and these but absolutely the, to get that much fluoride into your body you're not going to get it from the drinking water you're not going to get it from toothpaste you're not going to get it from vitamins. Absolutely. You're not going to get it from vitamins. Right. Um, and I think people don't understand, the. a lot of people don't understand, not to be pejorative, don't understand the concept of dose response curves mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so do you disagree? I mean, that helps Isaac address that a little. Yeah, I agree. And everything done in moderation. Yes, yeah. moderation. You know, a, a drink is not, a, is not necessarily going to be bad for you, but if you drink to excess every day, the health consequences are pretty. There strong. you go, 100%. Yeah. Try I to make it. Great clarity. Re related to that, one, let's get back to the educational part of Kindersmile. When we're talking about oral health, we said before, it's more than just cavities, it's growing gum leaves. Some of it is related to what you choose to eat, mm -hmm. right? And so can you tell us how you, like, what, what are some of the recommendations? How do you talk to people um, in the inner city who mm -hmm. might be living in food, uh, food deserts as a community health person. Absolutely. Um, part of, of our services on a daily basis is not only oral hygiene instruction, but it's nutritional counseling. Because we know that we have families uh, from, you know, um, undocumented families with different cultural food styles, lots of rice and beans and so forth. How dare I, how dare me tell someone that you can't buy that for your family if that's the only thing that you can afford, right? So we don't do that. We don't, we don't pass judgment. That's why we say we're culturally sensitive. But what we do stress is that if this is what your budget can afford to feed your family of four, five, or six, then here's an extra toothbrush that after each meal of this high carbohydrate diet, please just send the kids up with this two minute timer to brush properly and to remove the complex carbohydrate. And we break it down. We always educate because the next question they're gonna ask is why? So now we break it down. We say rice and beans are complex carbs. Complex carbs break down into simple sugar. 
If it sits on the crevices of your teeth and they're not brushed off in a timely fashion, they will erode the enamel, then move it to the dental, and then eventually to the pulp. You'll get a cavity and then it'll spread into an infection and yada, yada. And then they're like, okay, now I get it. It's really just a matter of meeting people where they are and educating them on their level. So that's what we do. So we stress that we show them, we show pictures and slides and we have uh, um, 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 props to really show them this is what happens to the food. So they're like, okay, so that doesn't mean I can still eat the rice. It, absolutely, but here's an extra toothbrush to do that and make sure you come every six months. So we break it, we really break it down. A mother comes in, a young mother comes in from the inner city and a child is in the stroller and literally the child has sugar water in the bottle. We see it all the time all the time. It's bright red. I know that it's full of sugar. And the kid sleeps with the bottle in the bed. And then the parent wants to know, well, why does a child have so many cavities? Oh my gosh, they, I did just give them two meals a day or whatever. And so I break it down. This, this, this sugar water that you buy a gallon for $2, yes, it's affordable. Okay, but it's going to damage the child's teeth over a period of time if you don't, if you're not careful. And what I mean by that is the child is attracted to that colored juice. The parent can only afford that. So what you do is one day you start out with half a bottle of the juice or half a bottle of water. And then you start to titrate it until it's completely diluted until the child now has an affinity to drink water, okay? And I tell the parents, water's cheaper than this juice and it's healthier. Then they get it, they absolutely get it. But the mentality is if they get a little ounce of sugar, I'm giving them more than water. They think that is healthier than water. So it's just a matter of really explaining it to them and meeting them where they are without judging or berating them for their choices. You, you nailed exactly what I, what I was gonna ask you. It's because it becomes not just what the parents are doing, but what the child's expectations are when That's they right. drink. They, they start to expect to have the sweetness. That's and then right. if you just give them water right away, they, they won't drink it. The they whole won't day. drink it at all. And, and then the parent goes, oh, it's just easier here. Drink the, yes. drink the sugar water again. That's right. Um, excellent. Um, we, let, we're running out of time for this segment. So let's take a break for some underwriting announcements. You're listening to Health 411 on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University online and part-time options at writer.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com from the remote Bronx studios. Welcome back to Health 411. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. Um, Isaac and I are having a conversation with Dr. Nicole McGrath-Barnes. Dr. Nicole is a dentist, founder, and CEO of the Kinder Smile Foundation, a nonprofit organization of um, 
that, that is focused on dental care in a community health setup setting in, in Trenton. And we are talking about all things related to oral community health. And one of the questions that I wanna talk about is who can go to Kinder Smile either as a patient, as a potential volunteer, as a student, or even a, a dentist who might wanna come volunteer. Are you open to those things? And Absolutely, absolutely. As uh, in the earlier segment, I was uh, listing a couple of community programs. And one community program, I did mention the um, Community Service Learning Program, which is CSLP program, and that's for our writer, writer college high school students. If you are interested in uh, the health allied field, doesn't necessarily have to be the, the dental field, nursing, uh, uh, PA, um, any, any of the health allied fields, and you want to give back to your community, please, please visit us at, visit us at www.kindersmile.org and uh, go under community service learning program and complete an application and it will come directly to me. You'll come over, I'll give you a tour and we'll sit down and talk and put you in the right uh, place where you can grow and learn um, and, and serve the community. And then and be, and be mentored. Yes, and be mentored. Yes. And then uh, Professor Karp did mention um, about if you are a dentist, absolutely. If you are listening and you're a dental professional and you want to give back to your community, we also have a, a program called GBAS. It's Give Back a Smile. On the days that you choose to go golfing, um, choose to come on into Kinder Small Community Oral Health Center in Trenton and or Bloomfield and volunteer a couple of hours out of the month. The, you're giving back to the community. And if you uh, volunteer over uh, uh, 40 hours in, in a quarter, we will provide you with some CE credits to go towards your um, dental license. So there are a lot of perks uh, with giving back to the community, not only just putting smiles on the face, but helping the community to become healthier, uh, starting with the oral cavity. And students, if you have a dentist, please visit your dentist every six months. Remember, oral health is the gateway to total health. And if you don't have a dentist, please give us a call at 973-744-7003, option one. Let us know that you heard us on the uh, rider 411. And um, we will take very good care of you whether you have insurance or not. So and that's, that's an important thing for students who may, may be away from home or feeling like they can't afford dental care because in our society, probably by historical accident, dental insurance is administered separately <laughs> than medical insurance. And not all families carry dental insurance. Does somebody have to have dental insurance to come to you as, as a patient? Absolutely not. Because we're a community oral health center and we're in the community and for the community, for those students and families who don't have dental insurance, their initial visit, their examination, cleaning and x-rays and treatment planning is at no charge. And if they need further work, we have the most reduced fees that you can anticipate in the state of New Jersey. So we are here to grab your hand and walk through that oral health journey with you to make you nice and healthy. And that would be that would be true even for somebody who doesn't have a history of visiting dentists. 
100%. Yes, that is correct. Um, what, and I, I, unfortunately, I have to bring up the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes. <laughs> just because we're all living under these. That's right. We're all in our homes right now doing the, the, the Zoom radio recording. Um, what has changed in your organization as you adapt to the COVID-19 pandemic? And would anybody who came in, either as a patient or a volunteer, have to worry about being infected? Absolutely not. Don't worry. We follow the CDC uh, guidelines and protocols to make sure that each of our Kinder Smile Community Oral Health Center dental homes are well-equipped. Um, we have our PPE. Uh, we wear our gowns. T temperatures are taken before you even walk past or enter the counter. Uh, we have pre we have COVID questionings during time of uh, making the appointments, and we follow up with that once you arrive there. Um, we take every precaution needed and necessary to provide oral health in the most safe environment. So no need to worry whatsoever. When you come and visit the dental home, you will witness that for yourself. And. Um... That's important because you know people have, whether it's rational or not, sometimes a fear of dentistry in general, especially in, in, in times of COVID. Well, that's an interesting question. Why do you think that is? Why do people, why are people afraid of dentists? For a lot of reason. I think for a multitude of reasons. Some people just have, have had, have been traumatized, literally traumatized, number one. Um, from past experiences, um, you know, people ju are just not really educated about the mouth. So they think the mouth is such a dirty place and, oh, you know, um, I think a plethora of reasons, but when they come and they just really see that we're just not always in a rush to hop in the mouth and do what we sit and we really talk to them and forge at the relation, that relationship, they feel quite comfortable with um, understanding that, um, there's no need to be afraid. And that's from a child who's a year old to an adult who is 99. So they're, they're coming with a lot of baggage reasons, lack of access to care, especially in the indigent population. They're, they're unfortunately so used to going into facilities that are subpar, uh, poor treatment, uh, treated inhumane, no one talks to them, open your mouth, extract the tooth, the person at the desk has an attitude. Um, so that in itself is fear and trauma, okay? But when they walk into our facility, it's clean, neat, professional, organized. It's like walking into uh, the top of the line. And we, everyone across the board gets that treatment. I don't care if you're in a homeless shelter or you're working for the state of New Jersey, everyone gets that service across. So it's a plethora of reason why they, they fear fear. So, so what, what you're mentioning is what, what you're trying to overcome are the sort of the barriers to treatment. And sometimes the barriers are economic, sometimes the barriers are um, educational, sometimes they're race or gender sure, or that's age, right. age related. Um, so we've talked about kids. How about people on the other end of the spectrum? The older population, can they go to Kinder Smile as well? Absolutely, Kinder Smile Community Oral Health Center Trenton has opened, is, doors are open for adults and children. And uh, we do a full complement of services there. Matter of fact, 
we are now having a periodontist volunteer her services to um, make implants affordable to the, uh, um, uh, the families of, of, of Trenton. Why shouldn't our families in Trenton be exposed to the top of the line dental work? They should. One of the reasons or the main reason is they can't afford it, right? So we're making all of these services affordable from teeth whitening to uh, endodontics, which is root canals to um, implants, uh, to crowns and bridges and, and, and partials and dentures and things of that nature. So that's what we're here. We're here to make the services affordable in a clean, friendly, prof uh, professional, and most importantly, affordable way for the community. And so you, one of the things you mentioned earlier was that the, the Trenton office of, of Kinder Smile, you opened in the pandemic during 2020. Yes. Um, and you've been able to partner, has, has the, is the community embracing Kinder uh, Smile? Like what's been the community response? Yeah, the community is so very excited and has um, opened their arms and embraced us so graciously. It's been absolutely wonderful. I love, I love, I love being in Trenton in the, in the community. So it's been wonderful. And, um, you know, we've partnered with Mercer County Community College. If anyone's interested in, you know, doing a dental assistant program, we have programs for them. So it's been wonderful. It's been absolutely positively wonderful being in the community and um, partnering with, we, it's, it's every day we get a phone call from a new preschool and new organization oh, a mother came in and she just loved, I want to send people over. It's literally just been a, the word, word of mouth from a, a elderly people getting dentures that they finally can use and chew down to babies who literally run into our chair and hop up on the chair and open up their mouth. So it's been wonderful. And we thank the community. We thank you guys. And we always say it takes a village and thank you for being part of our village. Yeah, well, it's, it's a pleasure and we're happy to help get the word out. Thank you. In Trenton. Um, the website is www.kindersmileoneword.org. Um, and please check it out. And as Dr. Nicole mentioned, you can make appointments there and peruse the kinds of things they do, which she gave us an overview of today. Um, unfortunately, we're running out of time um, for this segment and, and the program. But thank you, Dr. Nicole. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. This is Health 411 on 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Um, this program is part of the Rider University effort to bring people together to address all issues associated with healthcare. We hope today's conversation is giving you things to think about, about dental care, oral health, and as it relates to public health in a community health setting. If you have questions and or comments about this program, please email us at health411 at rider.com. That was this week's episode of Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp. Tune in every Sunday at 10 a.m. to learn truthful information about your health and the healthcare industry. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Health 411 to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. We'll see you soon, only on 1077 The Bronx.